0: You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. King County, the county I'm recording this podcast from, is going to let community groups decide punishments for some accused felons. That's what we're doing here in the state of Washington. That's what we got going on. So we had CHOP, we had jazz. we've got the whole defund the police. We've got crazy political stuff going on. Now, we've got so much crime happening, we are trying to figure out ways to reduce the caseload and this is how we're doing it community groups it's what we just figured out with our budget that's what we're going to talk about today thank you for watching thank you for being here if you're new my name is sean reynolds i own summit properties northwest reynolds and Klein appraisal and i'm your host of the seattle real estate podcast let's jump on into it so this is a cnn article and it's literally a washington county will let community groups decide punishments for some accused felons. Now, the whole some accused felons, that, that's a little bit clickbaity here because essentially about half of this program is for first-time juvenile offenders. Then you've got another program for adults going to handle a couple of thousand cases. Right now, King County's got like 7,000 backlogged cases because of coronavirus and because we've we've had kind of a, a crime epidemic happen. So let's jump in here. This is from CNN again. The most populous county in Washington state, one I'm in right now, the one you're listening to me from, is moving toward with a plan that will allow community groups instead of courts decide the punishment for some low level felonies. King County, which includes Seattle, approved funding for criminal justice diversion programs on Tuesday of this just a couple of days ago as part of its 12.59 billion two-year budget. So they're working out the budget, coming up with some programs because everybody knows government budgets, local and state budgets are hosed right now due to coronavirus, right? A lot of, a lot of states like California had massive Surpluses; those surpluses are being eaten through because you just don't have the tax revenue with all the businesses shut down and people not going out. Consumer society—you need people going out and buying stuff. You need people in restaurants. You need you need people in gyms. That's that's my that's that's my own personal thing in there. But you don't really need people in gyms. But it would be good if you could. Um, and in some cases, you can. I was reading a story this morning about a boxing gym here in. Um, in Seattle that was going to remain open because they're basically like, yeah, I can't afford to stay shut, need to be open, feed my family. They got some death threats, and yep, they're not going to be open any longer during the shutdown. We had a, a state-mandated shutdown that started this Monday. Boxing gym getting threats, death threats for remaining open. That seems a little extreme. I just That just seems nuts to me. I mean, I kind of get it. People are upset that a business that should be closed should be closed, but to threaten to kill somebody over that—that's mm. a tough one. That's tricky. You got some Looney Tune people out there. Some folks—they're on a different path than health, right? The budget: this nine five million, nine billion dollar two-year budget includes more than six million in funding for the Restorative Community Pathways program which will work with community groups to hold young people accountable for their alleged crimes without bringing them into the juvenile justice system. All right, it sounds good in theory, but this seems to me like another social experiment that will end up going sideways. And then we go back to the old ways where you got a judge and a prosecutor and if you can't do the, the time, don't do the crime kind of thing. I know a lot of people say that our criminal justice system needs a massive overhaul, but it seems like each time we do one of these little social experiment programs, it doesn't work out and it ends up being a news story with some person that was released from one of these programs, didn't really do any time, goes out, commits another crime, and then the program gets disbanded, whatever. I mean, that, that just seems like it's the way it always goes, Right. That's the way I see it anyway. Instead of facing a judge, this is what this is what we're doing. Instead of facing a judge, community partners would decide how to hold the offender accountable. Now, who are the community partners? That's an interesting one. They'll decide how to hold the offender accountable, according to Jimmy Hung. He's the Chief Deputy of the Juvenile Division of the King County Prosecuting Attorney's Office. All right, so you've got some people in the community. They instead of without any necessarily qualifications, they're not judges. They're going to be deciding. Details of the program will be worked out over the next few months, Hung said. But that accountability could include mental health counseling. This is the accountability. This is the part. This is what they might be up for instead of going into the jubileum, uh, into the system itself. Mental health counseling. All right. Drug treatment all right, going back to school or other interventions designed to help the offender turn their lives around. I am okay with that part. I just don't have a lot of faith that this is going to work. Maybe it will for a small fraction of these cases, but for the large part, I don't know. I don't know. We want to see kids grow out of this and become healthy members of our community, hung tool CNN. Yep, that is true. And I want to see that as well. But you know what? I, I kind of see it. It's up to the individual kid. If that kid wants to make a change, they will. It's not the system. Maybe they get caught up in the system. Yeah, but you can't constantly blame the system. It's got to be a personal accountability. You now, you say you got a, a felony charge. Okay, that's right. But you got to kind of think through what you're doing before you do stuff. And otherwise you're gonna have that brand of felon and you're gonna have a tough time getting a job and it's gonna be incredibly difficult moving forward with your life. But people need to understand if that if this is what you're out doing, these are the consequences. I think people do know that. I think kids do know that. You can chalk some of this up to being dumb kids, or maybe they're high, maybe they're on drugs, whatever, maybe they've got bad parenting. But a lot of people, they, they're aware, all right, if you I mean, if you watch any rap video. You kind of see the consequences, right? I mean, you see all the cash, you see all the girls, you see the cool cars. All right. But then you also in the media, you you see how many rap and hip hop stars get killed every year because of the lifestyle, because of the, the guns, the violence. That's part of the, the, the drill too. So people are aware of what's going on. And you try and blame the system. I don't know. It seems kind of like kind of a, a cop out. But this is what we're doing here in King County participants in the program could still face traditional prosecution if they don't follow through with the steps. But if they're not following through with the steps, odds are they are out committing more crime. That's kind of the way I see it. If they're not willing to follow through with an option, a decent option, hey, we're not going to put you in jail, we're not going to send you down that road, we're going to send you on this road. They're making choices. Choices that are going to be difficult. The plan will also make sure that crime victims who are often also juveniles in these cases also have access to the services and support they need. All right. Hunk said community groups can move quickly and reach young uh, offenders right when they first get in trouble instead of months later when their case finally works its way through the justice system. Is timing critical here? I get the feeling it is. I don't really know. I'm not a social worker. Uh, If you get to them first and get them on the right path, can you turn them around or are they already kind of in that system? Maybe they don't have good parental guidance. They don't have good community structure. All of those things that work against a young person who's on the kind of the brink of a life of crime. That's what we're trying to work on um, getting out in front of here. I'm just not sure I, I just don't have any faith within any of these programs that they will actually work. The groups have not yet been selected, but will have expertise supporting black, brown, Latinx, LGBTQ+, meaning there's a bunch of other letters there, immigrant and refugee youth, the prosecutors offset. Prosecutors hope to divert about 400 cases to the restorative community pathways when it gets up and running in 2021, and between seven and 800 cases in 2022. A lot of this has to do with our court systems are getting so overloaded, so backed up. And it's so expensive to incarcerate people that we need ways to get them out of the court system. And here in in King County in Seattle, it feels like number one, prosecutors are either not prosecuting people for all kinds of crimes. Portland doing misdemeanors, Uh, Portland is uh, basically decriminalizing hard drugs. And then a lot of the people who are accused of crimes here in Seattle that get arrested, never get prosecuted. So you've got people just running around doing low level and mid level crimes all day long with no repercussions. That's what's going on. There's no repercussions to anybody's actions. They're just doing stuff. So we'll, and I kind of see this program in the same light of there is if there are no real repercussions for your actions. There's a group of people that'll keep doing them and they will take advantage of the system. They will work the system. It's what they do. King County Council also approved funding for a similar program for adults that will handle about a 1000 cases a year. So this is going to take between 1400 cases, and maybe 1800 cases a year, reduce that caseload. The program will be open to first time offenders accused of nonviolent crimes, according to the King County Prosecuting Attorney's Office. All right. So first time offenders and nonviolent crimes. If you're more if this is your second crime, and it's violent, or if it's um, your first your first time, and it's a violent crime, guess what, you're going to go through that normal prosecutor channel. Senior level of prosecutors will decide which cases will be diverted to the programs, but they are not available for people who commit violent crimes, crimes against persons, such as or, or domestic violence, sexual assault, gun crimes, or other weapons offenses. So it's basically a lot of low level crime we're talking about here. But that's a lot of what's going on in the streets of Seattle. Some of it's violent, yeah, but a lot of it's just some low level nickel-dime stuff, but it still makes everybody feel really unsafe. Maybe it's a car prowling, maybe it's some theft, maybe it's some shoplifting, but there's just so much crime going on in big cities now, a lot of people don't feel safe, I can't tell you how many times I've talked about businesses not feeling safe in downtown cores. They don't want to have their their customers come there, they don't want to have their employees go there. They don't want to go there themselves, and they're the business owner. They're like, nah, I don't really want to go into the shop today or the store today. I, just, I don't feel safe and have to deal with all the nonsense you do in downtown. But that's a lot of what's going on in a big county like King County, in a state like ours. are just trying to battle through the crime, maybe get rid of some of this low level, this low-level stuff, maybe get it off the books, get it out of the courts, Maybe give a chance to some young kids who otherwise are going to get stuck in that that circle of crime because you can't get a job with a felony conv- conviction. Your employment options are super limited. And guess what? You are probably going to resort or maybe you're on drugs. Maybe you're homeless. Maybe you've got mental he- health issues. Those are some of the issues that this program is also supposed to try and help. Whether it will, I don't know. The things I look at in Seattle, this massive overrun of homelessness, and a lot of that has to do with number one, drug addiction, number two, mental issues, you've got people that aren't mentally well that need help. And so I look at all those things happening. And I look at how parks are not able to be used in in Seattle. I mean, it's it's crazy what's going on there right now. I had pictures from a, um, a guy that I've been kind of corresponding back and forth. He's a listener of the podcast here. He sent me some pictures from a Facebook group. Um, I can't remember it was like keep Seattle park safe, something like that. I can't remember. Uh, Kevin, I think your name is thank you for sending those I haven't had a chance to return to your, your email, but I think I returned one. But the pictures coming out of Seattle are horrific. And it's the same thing for a lot of a lot of towns in California. We've got basically the same leadership. It's horrific! What's going on? You can't use your parks. Citizens in those areas just can't use their parks. They're not huge areas, and it's not every park in Seattle, but it's a lot. It's a lot of the downtown ones. All right. So we do have senior level prosecutors making these decisions. Okay. Let's put this guy over here. This gal over here. We're going to keep going. Just have to see how this works out. I I just, I just don't have any faith that it's going to be a great program. I can't get behind it. You know what I mean? I wish I could. I wish I could say, Hey, this is going to get better with this kind of thing. Not really seeing it. County officials have said that these charges disproportionately affect people of color. And that once someone has a felony conviction, they are more likely to commit additional felonies. Yeah, you see that all the time, don't you? And does it disproportionately affect people of color? Yeah, I don't think you can. The statistics kind of speak for themselves, right? They do. Hung said that handling cases like this outside of the courts will also free up resources needed to prosecute more serious crimes. This is what it's coming down to it's coming down to a money thing. Don't have the money in the court system don't have the manpower to make all of this go. We're looking for some ways on the back end to alleviate some of the pressure. And man, we are going to have some pressure come through our system. It's happening all over, but specifically because don't have enough of that revenue don't have those tax dollars coming through to fund all the prosecutors we need don't have the manpower on the ground to basically stop the crime. Here in Seattle, we're defunding the police. And before the defunding even happens. Police are quitting because they don't want to deal with this stuff because once they do arrest people guess what prosecutors because they're undermanned understaffed underfunded. They're just letting people go well this crime isn't nearly as bad as the other 10 we got to work on gonna let this guy go because otherwise we're just gonna jam up the court system. And then you've just got this perpetual cycle of crimes and criminals and that is what is happening. So Hung said that handling cases like this outside of the courts will also free up resources. Yep, it's a money thing, right? So we, we kind of couch it as this is going to help people out. When in reality, we're kind of hoping, we hope this helps our budget out. Because we could really need some, we could really use some help with the budget. How about we let a bunch more businesses go back to work? How about we do that? Because that is what you really need. You need some money get some tax dollars going, open these businesses up, make them as safe as you can. That's what you need to do. That's my opinion. But I'm also a small business owner. I know that's not a, uh, it's not necessarily a um, popular opinion out there. But it is with business owners because they understand. And people have been self employed. Other people have never run a payroll like most of our politicians in Seattle, never run a payroll, they don't really get it, including our governor, I don't know if he's ever run a business. But he shut down some businesses that not based on the data and the science. And that's what we're working with. L- lack of tax re- tax revenue and going into a holiday season. Well, we've got the stores open. That's interesting, right? Retail is open. We left them open. But so many other businesses closed, shut down, going into the holiday season. No income, no Christmas presents for the kids. Don't know what it's looking like moving forward. Don't know if you're going to have a business left in quarter one of 2021. We just don't know cuz we don't really know how the coronavirus is actually going to be impacted by the shutdown. Will the curve will the curve get lowered? Will it get flattened out? I don't know. Kind of did last time, but also it's just like the more time that goes on, all right, the case spikes and then it kind of goes down. They're on round what three of the coronavirus outbreak right now. Yeah, not looking good, right? I mean it's it's kind of some bleak time, especially for the, all these business owners just not doing business. Close down. King County has about 7,000 cases waiting for disposition this year. 7,000 cases, which is double the number in a normal year. So we've double. We've got 100% more crime going on than in a normal year. It's crazy. Much of the backlog is due to court slowdowns that were ordered in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, according to prosecutors. Officials say that the county will eventually be able to pay for the... Okay, here we go. This is the part. I want to highlight this. Officials, officials say that the county will eventually be able to pay for the programs with the money saved on police resources, legal services, jails, and the courts. So we don't even know if this is going to work we think it will work, it might work. And again, it might not. And then again, it might be a social experiment where you let a bunch of kids back out onto the street that might, might not deserve to be there, especially if they're not doing what they're supposed to do. And that's what, um, that's I think the basic citizens concern is that these kind of programs, they don't work, and they don't keep the criminals off the streets, and they don't keep the streets safe. So yeah, they so eventually, we might be able to pay for the program for these programs with the cost savings. But then again, we haven't ever done this. This is kind of a social experiment with the safety of the citizens of the rest of the city at stake. And so we're kind of letting these community groups decide, all right, is our city going to be safe? We've already determined that it's not safe in a lot of areas. We know that police know that citizens know that. But here's what we're doing. Don't have enough money to run all these programs. The budget is short. So coming up with some alternatives, just have to see how it goes. I don't have a lot of faith in it. But then I don't have a lot of faith in a lot of these social experiments, I kind of look at them and go, really, this is what we're doing. It sounds great. And it sounds progressive. And it sounds like, man, that might be a solution. I don't know. I don't know, it just it doesn't strike me as um, the way to go. But then again, I'm not as, I'm, I'm not working in a system that has 7000 cases backlogged. What a nightmare. Could you imagine? No wonder these prosecutors unless something is just terrible, some terrible crime. They're just oh, okay, crime against property, get out of jail free card, literally. That's what they're doing. Protesters, any of the protesting that's happened in Seattle and Portland, they're just all right, you're a protester, ah oh, you you did something in the protest last night, you're out of here. We got seven thousand cases backed up. Get out of here, son, I don't want to see you again. Stern warning. Don't come back here again. And you know these judges and you know these prosecutors have seen. These people just come through the revolving door a hundred times. Now, in this, granted that this the programs we're talking about here, they're supposed to be for first-time offenders. But you know that this thing will bleed out into all right. If you've only had three offenses and it's only a marginally violent crime, if you didn't use a knife or a gun, all right, you used a baseball bat. All right, we're going to let you. We're going to let you go down this other divergent path. That's what it feels like is happening. And that's where I kind of feel like this is a slippery slope. And I don't know. But as we as we have more stories on this come out, I'll let you know right here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. But so far with this, I, had to, I just had to do a podcast on this because this is a CNN article. And it makes it sound like it's really bad. And to me, it probably is, but not at the surface level of what the title said. But kind of more on the level of this is a slippery slope we're going down to. At what point in time do we just let a whole bunch of crimes go just because we can't afford to prosecute them? That's where it feels like we're at to me. But I'm a real estate guy. I am not a social worker. Should I be talking about these things? Well, you're listening because you're listening to a guy with a business background talk about what he thinks. Thanks for tuning in. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go record another podcast, not on social issues that I don't have as great a handle on. I'm gonna talk about business or something. But I think these are really important topics because they have to do with the fabric of society, and they have to do with neighborhoods that are either safe or they're not, and how we are handling crime in a neighborhood has massive impact on property values. And that is why in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast, we're covering this kind of topic. All right. Thanks again for listening. Thanks so much for downloading the podcast, for being here on YouTube. Love to have you subscribe if you're new. If not, it's all right. I'm going to still keep recording podcasts. I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye for now. Thanks for being here. Bye.